everyone to the rest podcast, where our goal is to help each and every one of you displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in order to heal and find significance in life. I am your host, Natalie Roberts, and I am here with the author of The Reconstitution Method for Healing and Rest, Virginia Dixon. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Virginia. I sure miss you. I know. It's been a minute since we've actually been together on the yeah, podcast. It has been or anywhere. We've been kind of I know. running, <laughs> doing crazy things. Very true. Thank you so much for coming to the villa today to record with of me. Of course. You know I love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do. This is really when we, this is our sweet spot. Not yes. that we want to put in there, but it is sweet. I wanted to talk about The Sound of Freedom, this movie that's been so controversial, which escapes me why there's so much controversy around it, because this should be a unifying theme, a unifying principle. Yeah. I know you watched it, I watched it, and I want to just communicate to our listening audience, if you have not seen this movie, do not let another weekend go by without Mm -hmm. making time to find where it's playing and go see it. Yeah. If you have to pay $40 to buy access to this movie, do it. It's transformational. It's a topic that's near and dear to my heart, Natalie. Mm-hmm. As you know, we were discussing briefly because I watched my little girl, Jordan, being abducted mm-hmm. right in front of me. Yeah. I didn't hang out at the mall. I did parks, beach, lots of beach. Mm. We did a lot of things at home. We did a lot of educational things and whatnot. But one particular day, a friend needed running shoes. Ray was out of town. He actually went to the stationery show on my behalf with a lot of my artwork so that I could stay home with the kids. Mm-hmm. And I was so blessed and relieved to be able to be with my babies and not have to go and represent my company. I remember feeling it was a little bit of a treat to go to the mall with her, grab a little croissant sandwich. It was this beautiful French bakery that had opened there. And I thought it was a great opportunity. Morgan was in school to take Jordy with me. And shortly after we finished eating, I went to the edge of the entrance of the little store right there in the mall, the little bistro. Oh. Right there in, inside the mall. And I was watching Jordan, who was then three years old, pushing her cart back and forth. And I glanced over my shoulder thinking it's taking a long time. And I noticed that my friend had left her purse on the floor and she had taken cash to pay. And I thought, well, that's not a good idea. So I quickly went, picked up her purse and put it around my shoulder. I mean, a second. Yeah. A sp- two seconds and I immediately came back and all of a sudden Jordan wasn't where she was supposed to be Mm. and I immediately glanced the other way and sure enough somebody had diverted her direction outside of the mall it wasn't somebody it was a guy in his early 20s and he had his little hand behind her back opening the mall door and I remember I didn't react at all like you'd think Mm. I would everything was in slow motion and I thought I am watching my daughter being abducted right now. And I started like slowly jogging to him and honestly. Because you're in disbelief. I'm in disbelief. Yeah. The audacity. Mm -hmm. And I got up to him and I grabbed him by his right. I tapped him on the right shoulder Mm -hmm. and began to pull it towards me. And his body, upper body rotated. And then he put his hands up. Like what? Like what's wrong? Yeah. And I said, what? are you doing? Mm -hmm. What do you think you're doing? 
And he said, I was helping her out. And I said, out? Out of the mall? To go where? To do what? Yeah. With who? She's three years old. Mm-hmm. And he started taking a few steps backwards and took off running. I don't think I ever recovered fully from the shock of that. I have huge attachment issues because this is the same little girl that also had the brain tumor and had spinal meningitis. So we were separated at birth. Mm -hmm. And so I have huge attachment issues with her anyway. But that beautiful little sweet face with hair down to her bum (laughs) was looking at me and looking at him and looking at me. And Natalie, everything was in slow motion. And as I looked down at her and I watched him run off, I just in slow motion reached down for her, picked her up and put her against my chest. And she buried her face in my neck knowing something is wrong with my mom. Yeah. And all I could think about, Natalie, was what was I going to tell her father? Yeah. I lost your child. Mm. And almost, almost lost by the grace of God, by the grace of God. God. Mm -hmm. So this subject of what's happening to children came near and dear to my heart. And really it was a transformative event in my life and has had huge consequences along with a number of other things on how I attached with this particular child, but we dodged a bullet. Mm -hmm. And as you know, not a week ago, I was in a very affluent area with Riley. Mm-hmm. Now being hypervigilant, situational awareness, if you will. And we were doing work at a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And she had gotten up and stepped away. And I thought, well, that's kind of strange. I was going to treat for the acai bowl. Why does she just go and get it? That's not like her. So whatever, I was busy. I was writing. And I look up and there was peculiar large large gentleman with what's it called dreadlocks dreadlocks mm-hmm. and the energy the look and you know i have radar vision for this because of the nature of the work we do mm-hmm. i noticed that he picked up on something with her which she has an extensive history of a lot of things and i could just see that a whole communication was taking place Subconsciously. Subconsciously. Yeah. And she became very anxious and he looked like a predator. Mm. Sure enough, she comes, she sits. We were in a very precarious situation by virtue of we were kind of cornered in. And out of the nine different, seven different chairs and tables that he could sat on, he came and sat adjacent to us. And I noticed that he didn't get up, he didn't purchase anything, didn't do anything. And what he was doing was texting and there was a lot of information. And at one point, Riley's back was to him, but I was watching everything. And you know, when I deal with situations, I have like this blank slate in my soul. Mm -hmm. And while I'm observing things, little dots go on it. And too many little dots were flooding my space Mm -hmm. to give me a sense of comfort So I told Riley, Ray's on his way, and she was confused by that, as Mm -hmm. you know. And why would Ray be coming in? And we can't do this. We got a lot of work to do and this kind of thing. And I said, well, because he's the one that I always run things by. He's our covering. And, you know, I started talking, and she was really perplexed by this. And finally, she got a death stare 
while the man was looking down and she froze. She understood at that point what you were doing. Immediately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we hadn't exchanged a word about the interaction that had taken place 10, 15 minutes before. Yeah. And sure enough, out of nowhere appears this woman who comes to from our right and she engages us in conversation and she said, oh, do I know you? And it was really interesting because generally, you know, I, I enjoy talking to people and getting to know people, but it was a firm no. Is that your daughter? Yes, it is. Mm. Do you have $3 on you? When she asked me for $3, I knew that was God saying, I'm putting a T on it in a period. Yeah. Act on what you're perceiving. It's exactly what you think. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, I do not have cash. Mm -hmm. And I am telling you with everything I have in me. That if I would have looked down at my wallet, we would have been assaulted Riley would have been and gone. Riley would have been gone. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. And I never wished so badly that I had Olympus, our new team member, our security detail. Yeah. I never wished I had a dog by me more mm-hmm. at that moment. It was terrifying. Yeah. And I relived the trauma. And so thank you for tolerating those two long stories. But this is a topic that is very, very serious. And if you are a woman and if you have children, you need to be careful for your own safety and that of your children. And what I want to ask you before we keep going and moving on this topic is this is local. This is in our local area. So if you can describe exactly where this was, because this could protect people exactly where this was and a really good description of the woman and of the man. And what was interesting when Riley told me the story, cause she told me shortly after it had happened was they were also both wearing the same color yes. magenta, right? It was something like that. It was very interesting. Um, and there was somebody else somewhere. They were all communicating. with yes. somebody else. So um, if you wouldn't mind just giving a, an accurate description and then where this specifically was, because if people are going and consistently visiting this area and they have young children, I think it's important that they, they know what to, yeah. to look out for. Thank you for asking me to do that. Before we left, I went in and spoke to every single adjacent shop owner. Mm-hmm. There was a beautiful college girl that was coming there and she was with a man. I didn't know who the man was. It mm-hmm. ended up being her father. And we told them the story and they were very grateful. And then the store manager came out and then I went to every adjacent little okay. place there. Mm-hmm. It was on the corner, pretty much, of Jamboree and Santiago Canyon Road. Is that like Chapman? Is that? It's on Chapman. That's right. Chapman? Okay. Santiago Canyon Road turns into Chapman. Mm -hmm. And as you're driving down Santiago Canyon and you cross over Jamboree Road, which, by the way, takes you straight to Newport Beach. Yeah. On the left side of the street, there's this quaint community and there's a quaint farmer's market and some exquisite little boutiques and dining places and acai bowl places. Mm -hmm. That's where we were. And we did inform everybody in the community. But I think we need to understand that if we do not trust our instincts when something is not right, And that's a function of liberty, consulting your mind, your heart, your will, your conscience, your feelings. Do not negotiate with those instincts and do not worry about hurting people's feelings. Mm -hmm. If you do not understand the function of liberty, you cannot secure your freedom. 
Right. So everything inside of me was saying this is dangerous mm-hmm. and something is not okay here. And because of that, I was able to act accordingly. And of course, Ray did show up, but they were really shaken up when I told them that that was my daughter. I had no money and no, I did not know her. I acted deliberately, intentionally, and I set a really hard line in the sand. Mm -hmm. And of course, the expectation that my husband was showing up any minute was helpful. Always, yeah. Always. Anyway, I just want to encourage us all to be careful. But you and I were just discussing, Natalie, this incredible movie was produced five years ago, Sound of Freedom, and it's about child trafficking, human trafficking. Yeah. It deals, I think, specifically with child, but it's human trafficking, the concern. But it's absolutely outrageous that it was shelved for a period of five years. And I know you've looked up some statistics and did some research on this yourself. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that? Because here am I in Southern Orange County in a very affluent area in a very isolated community. We live in a sanctuary. Our our headquarters is in a sanctuary here. And we couldn't go five miles without seeing something is seriously wrong. Yeah. Well, specifically experiencing it yourself. Yeah. I think what hit me the most, I mean, the entire movie itself, it, it, it hits a soft spot for me and, and for I mean, I don't, I don't know how it couldn't for everybody who goes to see it, you know, it's, yeah, it's very gripping, but I think what was the most interesting was the message after the movie. So if you went and saw the movie and you did not sit through for the message at the end, uh, I actually encourage you to go back and at least look up the end message or go back and watch the movie again and then sit through it. But what was interesting is that, like Virginia had said, it was produced five years ago. It was bought by Disney and then shelved so that it could not be released to the public. I thought that that was very interesting. And I don't know the details. I tried looking it up before we recorded today about how they got it out from the shelf in Disney and actually got it to be released to the public. But it took five years for them to do that. So, and there was a lot of resistance from other production companies and releasing a film, a product of this nature. And I think there are a lot of painful realities that we will address in later podcasts relating to that. Yeah. But it seems like every single institution that we look at from entertainment to political mm-hmm. to institutions of faith to mental health yeah. to the health industry, it feels like something's upside down. Yeah. And we need to rise up. And it's interesting, too, that a lot of the theaters that this movie is coming out in, the theaters themselves are purposely shutting down the viewing of the movie, whether it be blaming the AC system for not running in that specific theater, but it runs in the rest of the building, just not that theater. Or they say that there is an electrical fire and there's actually video footage of people spraying a a certain kind of like mist from a bottle that smells like an electrical fire. Like there's video footage of movie theaters purposely sabotaging the viewing of this movie. And it's because they didn't want it to get to $100 million in box office. They, they didn't want it to, but it did. It did anyway. Yeah, I think it's going to surpass our wildest expectations. Well, and that's exactly, that was the whole purpose of it was because sex trafficking, human trafficking, it can't stop unless there's first awareness. Mm-hmm. And they say that too. Mm-hmm. It's true. 35 years ago, mm-hmm. I had lunch with Hal Lindsey, the author of the great late planet earth he put in my possession two books one of them was called the beautiful side of evil 
written by his then sister-in-law, Johanna Michelson, Mm. I think was her name. And everything that is coming to light right now, both from the information we have that transpired through the Epstein incident Mm -hmm. and the Me Too movement, what was happening in Hollywood Mm -hmm. behind closed doors and everybody, crickets. Yep. And... The conf- it explains so much of the confusion, chaos, and dis-ease that we all intuitively felt, I think, mm-hmm. watching some trash, mm-hmm. wondering why these kinds of themes were being not just produced, but basically shoved down our throats, why our children were being sexualized. There was just a lot of bizarre... It was an onslaught. An onslaught. Yeah. But Natalie, when I think that 35 years ago, I read the book, and when Hal put that book in my hands, he said, Virginia, don't listen to the propaganda. Mm -hmm. Be careful. There's going to be a lot of dodging. There's going to be a lot of character assassination mm-hmm. going on. There's going to be a lot of discrediting. And I will tell you with everything I have in me, unbelievable as it is, because you start getting into human sacrifice, you start getting into harvesting of organs, you get into the drinking of blood, and you get into some really horrific, dark themes that we do not want to think about. He said, this is happening and it's happening in a massive scale and it's happening among elites in entertainment, in politics, and it is nothing short of satanic ritual abuse at the end of the day, but they're doing it for power and control. And I read it, I was captivated, I saw it, I heard it, I understood it, but it was all in a vacuum then. But now that I think that 35 years have passed, Natalie, and that a motion picture of this magnitude, Tim Ballard was the CIA agent that put everything on the line, his career, his pension, everything on the line, and put all his chips on the table to play and say, no more, Mm -hmm. no more. And I want to close with Jim Cavizio's last words in one of the interviews that I heard that just sent chills up and down my spine as an exhortation, as a call to action, yeah, as an encouragement to our listening audience that we do not take these themes and these subjects lying down. This is at the heart of confusion, chaos, and disease in our midst when our children are not safe mm-hmm. from us because we're confused we don't know what to believe we don't know what the science is we're being told that white is black and black is white Mm -hmm. and that as parents we no longer have rights that the state notes what the rights of our children are over their very sanity there's such crazy 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 things upon us that if nothing else i don't want to manipulate or fear monger or derail anyone but i do want to say please be thoughtful about these conversations that are at the forefront of our national conversation yeah and honestly if if for some reason you think that you know this movie is not going to make a difference that it doesn't have as big of an impact as people claim 
I'll tell you this. So California, originally, they had a bill that was going through the state that was to stiffen the penalties for child sex trafficking. Because of this movie, because of its release, because of the amount of support that it's gotten from the silent majority, I'll call it that, the silent majority, they have now reversed their course. The bill is now back going through the legislation to stiffen the penalties for child sex trafficking. And it's just so interesting that it had been shelved prior to this. They put it on the back burner. They didn't want it going through any of the legislation processes or anything like that. And now because of this movie and because of the amount of support it's gotten and the outcry of the California people, because this is this is an epidemic that has been going through global. California. California is global, a global absolutely. problem. Totally, totally a global problem. But that's how big the impact is. is it's making people move who originally were not wanting to move. And the numbers with, and, yep. and here we're a border state, right? Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. My one, among one of the reasons why I'm never leaving California unless God says it's time to go. Mm-hmm. Because we're in the front lines of a battle here yeah. and there are more of us than them. Mm-hmm. But this is the issue with the whole immigration crisis. It isn't that we're not compassionate and caring about what's happening. Is we're the largest consumers of pornography yep. and child trafficking. Mm-hmm. And Mexico is the largest provider because it's an entry point. Yes. So here we have this incredible, gifted, beautiful producer who's Mexican mm-hmm. who ended up putting up the big bucks to produce the film. Yeah. And Jim Cavicio, in my opinion, one of the all-time best actors of all time. Here these guys come together and literally painstakingly go to battle to make sure that this information gets out yeah. alongside Mel Gibson. Yeah. Along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mel Gibson and a mm-hmm. lot of other people that came by the way, Mel Gibson is doing a four part series. I was wondering if you could help get that information for the next podcast. Oh yeah. He's doing a four part series on human trafficking. By wow. the way, I want to say Mel Gibson's been leaking information and dropping hints about the travesty of what's happening in Hollywood with child trafficking, child mm-hmm. abuse for years now. Oh, he's been a whistleblower on it since almost the beginning, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. When he, he woke up to it. what was happening. Yeah. But it's such a fine line, but it isn't anymore. The magnitude of the problem. We have 85,000 kids that have disappeared from the border. Mm-hmm. They're being trafficked. And as a as an organization, I want you to know that if you are a first responder, if you know a first responder here at rest, we are committed to pick up arms and be part of the conversation and of the solution. We don't want to talk about what we're against. We want to talk about what we're for. for we're yes. for life. Mm-hmm. We're for life. I want to thank you, by the way, Natalie, for the act that you mentioned passed in 2013, the Smith Modernization Act, where propaganda and misinformation could be communicated in the form of perspectives and points of views, but the propaganda machine, 2013, during the Obama organization, they passed legislation. Mm-hmm. Is Am I correct on that? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so there's a lot of reasons why the confusion, chaos, and disease of the age is expanding at such rapid pace. There isn't a standard really for news anymore. There are organizations that are rising up and private citizen journalists that are going in 
and penetrating every imaginable sphere of government with hidden cameras Mm -hmm. and capturing footage to report what's actually happening and why it feels like our culture is unraveling. Yeah. It is not. There are a lot of people rising up and saying, not on my dime. Yeah. And I would say be very weary of the people who claim that everything is a conspiracy theory. And there's something interesting about this is that the the term conspiracy theory was actually created by the U.S. government. That whole term about a conspiracy theorist. And what they did is they created that in order to disprove the facts that were coming out. I think it was about John F. Kennedy's assassination. I think that's when it came out. But people were blowing a whistle on it and saying, no, 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 he was assassinated by our own government and, you know, this whole thing. And of course, all that is declassified now. We know what's fact and what's not. And they were trying to disprove the whistleblowers by calling them conspiracy theorists. So that's when the entire thing came out. But we but know there's that a lot of information the they're still withholding on that. Oh, yeah. The, oh, point, yeah. the point is misinformation and the whole all the fact checking systems. Oh, but, when you yeah. trace the root of some of those organizations, now they've been exposed mm-hmm. as being propaganda machines. Oh yeah. It's, it's crazy what's happening. happening. Just reason through everything, get all of the facts, be well educated on everything that's going on and reason for yourself. Yeah. And ask God to give you the strength and courage to find words, to give you words and to give you the conviction to speak about what you are for and why. And there's no more beautiful reasonable thing to stand for than the innocence of a child yeah and the right to not be abducted the right to not be raped the right to not be mutilated Mm -hmm. the right to life yeah jim cavizio one of the last interviews that i heard said something that was so gripping and i'd like to finish this segment with his words do you and i have the courage to say there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which evil will not advance. Are we willing to say that evil is powerless if we are good and unafraid? Well, you and I have a rendezvous with destiny. Will we preserve for our children this the last best hope of man on earth? We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind and his long climb from the swamp to the stars. And it's been said that if we lose this war, and in so doing, lose this great way of freedom of ours, history will record with greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to preserve it from happening. Well, I think it's high time now that we ask ourselves if we still even know the freedoms that were intended for us by our founding fathers to enjoy in advance to the best of our ability to the rest of the world. Every generation of Americans need to know that freedom exists, not to do what you like, but having the right to do what you ought. Mm. And that is the freedom that I wish for you. Set yourselves apart from this corrupt generation. You are born to stand out. Rise up. This is not, I'll say, Natalie, this is not our darkest moment. This is our finest hour. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. 
All right, everyone. For updates about rest and this podcast, please visit our Instagram or Facebook, The Place of Rest. If you'd like more information about Virginia or to support and join the cause of rest, please go to virginiadixon.com forward slash collaborate or call 949-289-5935. Thank you for listening to Rest with Virginia Dixon. We'll see you next week.